Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast with your pals. My name is George Boutalis. And I'm your pal, Ricky Liorti. And this week, we had our good friend, Famba, on the podcast. Famba just released a new track that should be out by the time you listen to this episode. He's got a new EP coming. But mostly with this episode, we got to see a different side of him that you you won't normally see on Instagram or or on Google, we got to see a different side of him and chat about some interesting things, Star Wars, nerding out, video games, and just some of the fun parties and what's happening in his career outside of just basically the music. So it's a different uh, different perspective and we had a lot of fun with it. So make sure you check it out. And Georgie, tell us who the sponsors are. Oh, this pos- this, this uh, episode would not be possible without our fantastic sponsors. First on the list and the presenting sponsor are good friends over at Cottage Springs. Cottage Springs, for those who don't know, is a Canadian-based vodka beverage company and all their beverages are gluten-free, sugar-free, and have 100 calories. I mean, I I think it goes without saying that everybody knows, uh, everyone's seen the Cottage Springs cans at your local LCBO, but uh, if you haven't, that's where you get them and they come in two styles, uh, vodka waters and vodka sodas. The vodka, vo- the vodka water is the first uh, vodka water cooler in Canada. Like I said, zero carbs, zero sugar, and 100% Canadian. Comes in two flavors, raspberry lime and strawberry kiwi. And the vodka sodas uh, come in an eight mixed eight-pack at the LCBO with uh, featuring Ontario peach vodka, watermelon vodka, lemon lime, and wild cherry. Uh, wild cherry is my personal favorite, guys. But pick up, pick up your packs at the LCBO today. Can't go wrong. Uh, I want to give another shout out to Saks Food Co. First time, uh, first time on the pod, our good friends over at Saks. If you're hungry, feeling like having a healthy dinner or a tasty snack, head over to Saks Food Co. Uh, with a great selection of heat and eat items like cooked shrimp, cooked chicken strips, chicken nuggets, and more. Uh, deli meats, frozen chicken breast, frozen pizza, all at great prices. They have it all. Uh, Saks has everything. They're honestly like a boutique grocer. They're fantastic. Our, our good friends over there. Uh, it's a great, great place, guys. You can get everything you need. Uh, just a great local, local business, uh, local grocery store. You can find them at 3161 Wharton Way or order online at SaksFoodCo.com. S-A-C-K-S FoodCo.com. Get there today. Lastly, we're also going to be running a contest on Instagram for a Super Bowl prize pack with ooh. a good amount of food. So stay tuned on Instagram for that. That'll be a big one, guys. Everyone needs some wings in their life for Super Bowl. We know Bowl. Fat Pit does. Hell yeah. And the last, but certainly not least, your pals, for those who don't know, have a tech startup and it is called Cast. And Cast is now in the beta. That means it's live. You won't find that on the App Store, but. We have users on using it, and, and, and honestly, the feedback's been amazing so far. So thank you to everybody who's on CAST. For those who don't know what CAST is, CAST is the objective assembly of public opinion. And what that means is we created a platform to allow users to ask any question they want and then vote and provide their unique, objective, and honest opinion anonymously. So you don't have to worry about getting attacked by other people, getting the fear of reprisal, the fear of being shamed, the fear of, of being canceled. We want people to share their objective, unique, and uncensored opinion. Well, obviously, we have some community guidelines, and we you know we draw the line at certain certain things. We want people to be honest and be themselves and, and participate in the conversation. We find that today, people are passive online and not, not participating in the conversation, which paints an inaccurate or not the full picture of what is actually 
what is the actual public sentiment on a topic? So we want to bring discourse and, and conversation back to social media. So Cast is intended to achieve that, and I think we're on the right track. The user sign-up has been amazing, and we're, uh, we're get underway in our beta, and we'd love to have you on board as well. So if you want to participate in the beta and get a sign-up, hit us up at www.createyourcast.com. You can message Ricky at your pal Rick or myself at Bootsalis. That's B-O-U-T-S-A-L-I-S on Instagram. I think that's all, and I think that's uh, been long enough. Let's get underway, my dude. LFG. Let's go. Boys are back. We're good. We're ready to rock and roll. We're ready. Well, Ryan. Oh shit! Are we supposed to go by Ryan or Famba? <laughs> Famba. I forgot what we maybe, just said. Maybe we'll do Famba. We'll go Famba. So. Yeah. What a Famba. bad start by Rick. Yeah. Well, no, because when we walked in, I asked him, "Like, what do you want to go by?" He's like, oh, "You can call me Ryan." I was like, "Oh, sick." Uh, well, welcome to the Pals Podcast, buddy. It's Thank good you to for have you on. Me. Yeah, it's exciting. I love. We love having musicians on, and when when Ryan Shepherd. Uh, we were chatting. He's like, yeah, I got my boy Fanboy. Like, he'd be great to come on. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, I swear again. I'm off to a terrible start today. Hey, you're not feeling Are, are you allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're allowed yeah, to swear. Okay, I just, okay. I try not Rick's to. Has, wait, but that was your goal for 2020. No, it's still, it's a continuous goal. I just try <laughs> not to swear. It's hard. It's Very so, hard. it's so, so, so hard. You know, what's, you know what's worse, in my opinion, at least? Like, just find a word to replace. Because when you say it's so, when you go, you always go, it's so, f oh, I swore. Oh, I swore. Like, just find another word. Say frig. <laughs> I, tr I try to remember. <laughs> it doesn't hit as hard though. It doesn't. It does. But I find it, you know, actually, interesting enough. I find it funnier now, like, because when you're young, like, everyone swears, right? Like, you just like you pick it up, and it becomes part of your vocabulary. But when you say something like "ah, oh, darn it" or "frig," I find it more has Cringe more weight now. No, <laughs> I like it. When someone's like, "dang it," I'm like, "oh, that guy's mad. That guy's he's really mad." But he doesn't. Pissed. He's trying yeah. to hold it back, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I that's much my personal opinion. <laughs> I actually feel like I stopped swearing as much as I used to. I say frick a lot. The podcast has helped me to stop swearing. True. Because I make a conscious effort, especially during these episodes, to not swear. But then all of our guests, like just how you do, like, are we allowed to swear? It's like, yeah, you can swear whatever. Our, one I of swear our, so much yeah. in my like, <laughs> daily life. I do, and then when I do like radio interviews, I have to like talk really slow. So I'm like not swearing. Because if you're live on air and you swear, oh, it's screwed. a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. like, I gotta, haven't done that, thankfully. But. Yeah, when we had Chef Rang on, I think that broke our record for most F-bombs in an episode. <laughs> Chef Rang I don't even remember But he's he was funny just, We were just laughing The whole time yeah, so yeah. Was a good He's Yeah he was funny But uh, dialing back to We're speaking of 2021 goals And all that stuff Rick's got a million of them We don't want to hear his now no, no, I've how's, 20, how's your 2021 been off uh, How's the start been It's been good man It's, yeah. been, it's been pretty quiet um, You know I've just been Working on new music I did the bulk of my Work kind of like Last year um, it's definitely been hard to like write music now because I mean like what are you gonna write about like usually you have like experiences and stuff to talk about but like now it's like you know right, writing home about simulator yeah. <laughs> right writing about staying at home doing nothing and like that's already been done so it's like you know trying to dig deep but yeah it's been good man I'm just chilling with my dog my girlfriend we're vibing so that's nice right. it could, yeah. could be worse and you could came be worse. so we I was reading the uh, the your publicist sent over some info you came from Halifax. Yeah, yeah. So I lived in Halifax my whole life, and then I moved to Toronto probably at the worst time possible. So I came here last January, so like, you know, it's been a year. 
um, came here to like network and like meet everyone because I love the city, love the people here. And then like, you know, two months, three months after being here, uh, like the lockdown started. So just when you were starting to get your bearings right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, boom. now, like, you know, I'm glad I'm settled in and I've kind of got all that figured out. But yeah, totally the worst time. Because then like I was like looking back at all my friends in Halifax and like everything's open there. Like they're still like chilling. Like they're able to go to patios and like restaurants are open and everyone's happy. There's like no cases. <laughs> That's brutal. And then you well, come here and it's like a fucking shit show. I think yeah. out there you have, if you're coming from out of province there, you have to quarantine for two weeks when you arrive there. I think. Yeah. I didn't even go home for Christmas. You didn't go home. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was like, point, yeah. yeah. I mean, my girlfriend and I both stayed here for the first time we've never been with our Give families. a shout out to your girlfriend. Shout out to Abby. There we go. Shout out to Abby. And Julie, my and- mom. And oh, 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 good shout, out shout out Elaine and Anastasia oh, too then. Our moms are like Shout everybody. out all the moms of yeah. the world. <laughs> shout out the moms. It's funny, like our moms like we we joke about it, but they legit listen to every single episode of the message. Like, hey, Do they? Know this. Yeah, they're good. My mom they're, will probably listen to this. Actually. Our mom oh. will be like, hey, I like, I like him. He's nice. He yeah. gives a shout out. Like, uh, <laughs> our moms will follow you on Instagram and push and the like, mic a little. Pull it a little closer. There you go. Perfect. Our moms will follow you basically as soon as this episode <laughs> drops. And they're going to be like, oh my God, I love that song. Yeah. That's fucking like, awesome. I love it. Oh my God, he's got like, five, how many Apple songs do you have on Apple? <laughs> how, do, how do I see the rest of them? It's so wholesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Odd, yeah. Pretty much has. They're biggest supporters. But Well, okay. Well, tell us about your 2020 because you did have a couple good releases. Yeah. I mean, so it, it kind of sucks. It was like 2019, I had a great year. And then 2020 was kind of when I was starting to tour. I just got my visa for the U.S., um, I had some shows booked in Miami. I was like opening for the chain smokers. Uh, so pumped. I was like on a big high and then boom, like it all kind of stopped. So then after that, um, I kind of just decided to like totally reinvent my sound and like who I was as an artist. So that was great. Cause now I was, I kind of discovered like, you know, I don't want to make pop music anymore. I want to make dance music. Um, so I got to, you know, do a bunch of that. So I'm really happy with how the music's turned out. Um, but I'm bored, you know, like I'm bored as hell. I miss clubs. I miss playing. Like I miss like hanging out with people. But I mean, a good, I mean, a good thing came from a bad situation basically. That's all right though. It's good to see that like the silver lining, I guess you can say like even with us, we were, we stopped and most of our listeners will know this, but we stopped recording for about a month and a half when mm-hmm. COVID first hit. And we had a, like two or three massive episodes right before COVID. Like we had an Olympic gold medalist. We had Jonathan Osario, superstar for the TFC. And then boom, COVID. Yeah. So nobody, like our downloads basically almost went to zero because who's listening to a fun, you know, two young guys chatting about having fun, good times, soccer players, Olympians, this and that, when the world is like in the biggest downfall of our lives. Yeah. And it was like pretty solemn back yeah. then. Like it was, it was dark it days, was a weird, man. Yeah. It was a weird vibe. Yeah. yeah. So we actually took a complete like break for about a, probably four or six weeks or something. Yeah. Then we had a doctor on, we were doing them over the phone and Skype and whatever. And we're, we're, we did a whole bunch and there were, some of them went really well, but then we got lucky because so many people were at home doing nothing. The Olympics got canceled. We ended up getting Donovan Bailey, Penny Alexiak, uh, a couple of NHL players that were at home because again, there's nothing right. else to do. So we got lucky in that, you know, knock on wood. I know COVID is one of the worst things ever, but we actually made the most of it. Yeah. Like, I think it's yeah, important yeah. to capitalize in that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Again, that, that's all you can really do. Like, especially even yourself, you can't play any shows and that's gotta be one of the most exciting and like financially best parts about your job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you kind of make the music in hopes that you get to play it out live. So then when you don't have that like closure, it it sucks. You're like, why am I even putting out music? Especially when you're like a dance music artist, like, and you're making music for clubs, but like there's no clubs. It just feels like weird. But I mean, you, you know, 
the the fans still want to hear music. Everyone still wants to hear music. Yeah. I mean, imagine a world where just people took a year off of releasing music. No. Yeah. It'd be it sad. It'd be a lot more like a lot more like morbid, like very just like yeah. Be really weird, you know. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to be. keep it going, right? Like, yeah. Even though it's not playing clubs, like obviously that's got to be the best feeling to hear a song play in a club or play it yourself in a club. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. It's actually one that's actually kind of kept me like not level headed, but just like when you're having a tough day or like this shit, throw some music on in your in your condo or your apartment, whatever, and just kind of like let loose a little bit. It's kind of kept me like even keel, I guess. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I always listen to music like yeah. constantly. What's your? Do you just listen to straight EDM like dance music, or do you like do you have anything else? You no, I listen to? to everything. I mean, I definitely I'm a big househead, so I'm like constantly listening to house music. I love it, especially okay. like old '90s house and like disco in particular. But I listen to everything. So you're like a Detroit house fan, then all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I kind of like grew up on as a kid. Yeah, I was like this weird like rave kid <laughs> in a world of like <laughs> I lived in like a hick town, basically. From <laughs> his own hometown on blast. <laughs> I, I lived in a place called Hammond's Plains. You know, like the name itself is like oh yeah, <laughs> population like, like trucks and like flannel and like country music and shit. You got the flannel on. You yeah, can't... I'm rocking the flannel. Yeah, you're <laughs> embracing your roots a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm embracing it. But yeah, no, it was like I was like a definitely like the odd one. Out. I mean, a couple of my friends liked it, but I would like show up to parties and like put on like electro house and like techno. People were like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "It's sick, man." This <laughs> that's is like dope. that's like Ricky with me now, because like, I play like we both we, like we both love to dance. But I I used to DJ as well, and uh, so I like I like big room house. So I kind of used to play like the progressive stuff and regular house. Now I like more like deep and like even techno. And, that's like, like natural progression, actually. Yeah. And yeah. it happens, right? But like Rick still loves like the mainstream stuff. Mainstream So like we'll be like house. if we're together I'll, or playing, like working out or just hanging out, whatever. I'll play like deep groovy stuff and he's like, play something else. One of my buddies, shout out to DB, listens to no house music. So he just gets annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, like I just, I go, to, I'm that guy who's like, I'm like, they listen to the song. It's sick. And they're like, this is boring. I was like, this is fucking, this yeah, is it's real music. Groovy, this is though, real man. house music. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends. Like, deep house and like that kind of house is good when you're like, uh, the best example is like Scorpio Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Scorpio Samikinos. That, that vibe, that energy. When I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is the best music in the world. I get back home, I'm in the gym, and I'm like, I can't listen to this. There's song a there's a time all. and a place. Like the average person probably doesn't want to listen to house music. Like I do. Like I'll wake up and like jam house music. Same. I'm the same way. But like you know, a lot of people don't like to do that. A lot of people just want to jam to some like chill music. Or, what like, What are some of the top most played songs on your iTunes or your Spotify? Uh, Wait, are you it's, Spotify it's, or iTunes? Uh, I can't say. Oh, <laughs> I got a deal. I can't say. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Off so the record. What are the, what are the most played songs? Like, what's your top? Oh, I, okay. Five? Actually, I'll, I'll just say I used to use Apple Music, but now I use Spotify. You're Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Don't at me. <laughs> um, pro- my most streamed song, probably of all time, is Toto Africa for sure. Like, love that hands song. down. Probably anything Michael Jackson's coming in second, or like anything Men at Work, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, some like old disco, and this then sounds like, like my like karaoke playlist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? That's probably oh yeah, and like probably my one of my biggest songs is like "Riders on the Storm" by The Doors. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Know the doors, it's like an obscure door song, but it, man, it slaps. Yeah, yeah it slaps. It's, it's, it's dope. <laughs> I love it. What'd you listen to growing up? Like that. That I'm still listening to it. That's it. Eh? Yeah, Do like like I used to listen to a lot of like rock and roll. My dad got me into a lot of rock and roll, but he actually introduced like me. Beatles, Elvis. No, more like like Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin Metallica, Zeppelin? Okay. Um, stuff like that. And then he kind of showed me Dead Mouse when I was like 12, and I was like, "Whoa, this is cool." Your dad. My dad. Come yeah. on. And then ever since then, I was like, I was hooked. Do you know what's crazy? Dead Mouse was like the biggest DJ probably in the world. First or one D- of. 
one of the biggest DJs in the world. Well, he and now, was the biggest at one point. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. I feel like you don't really hear about him much. No, I mean, I feel like he's he's kind of, I mean, he's done what he's had to do. Now he's just doing stuff for like the passion of it. Like he doesn't yeah. have to put out music. No. And I feel like the music he does put out means a lot to him. But like, you know, when you're first starting, you're like cranking out tunes. Like you're on the on the grind, but like he's rich, you know? Yeah. And he's, you got, know he's got sick cars and like yeah. a, a fucking spaceship of a studio. <laughs> I don't think he, like he releases music for himself and himself only. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, like, I respect that. We yeah. saw him, was I with you last year when it was in London? <sighs> so Deadmau's headlined this party called Temp Party in London. This would have been 2019, fall of 2019. So he, he headlined, it's like a 5,000 person Basically a homecoming party for Western. Do you know Western University? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so you're from it. So it's a massive 10 party. And shout out to the guys that put that on. Uh, and then he did the after party at London Music Hall. And shout out Dimitri and Mike and, and that great family there. So he did this, the after party, but he played it under his alias. And I forget the name. Oh, was it a test pilot? Te- that's yeah. it, test pilot. A techno thing? Yeah. yeah. He did a Western party? So he yeah. did it. It was the after party <laughs> for 10 party at Music Hall, like maybe a 1,500 person capacity venue. And we rolled in late and we saw him like, this is... This deep. is heavy, yeah. This yeah, is, that's some like, like dark. deep cuts, Wait, dude. Yeah. But then the best is he would tease Ghost and stuff, and people would go nuts, and then he would just go back to like. The, <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds right. That? He trolls people. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, he plays music for himself and himself only, and I love it. like even the background is um, on like the LED the screen, wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he play like he'll just make jokes on it. Oh yeah, like, no, I I, I respect screen, him, man. man. He's just doing what he wants to do. Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean that point too. He's always been that though. It's it's really impressive. Like. He was the biggest name, but even when he made music, not to say it was like, actually maybe it was kind of obscure. It was very different at the time because I remember when I when I was coming up and like like DJing and all George that. George was a sick DJ back in the day. But like, oh yeah, I was pretty legit. I could not produce Hi. music for my life, but like I could DJ. You had that one uh, mashup that was actually. DJ. I had a couple. I could have said I could if I continued on it and I've naturally progressed because when I graduated I stopped DJing. Had I then wanted to continue my career, I would have progressed into producing music because I yeah. started near the end of university, but I just gave it all up. Um, it's hard to stick with it. It is. It is. I yeah, mean, I've always played. I've always been involved in music. Like I was in band as a kid. Um, played the yeah. drums, drums, clarinet. Dude, same. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, the drums and the clarinet. Mine was reverse. I played clarinet. Sorry, I played clarinet first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I was like, wow, I'm a dork. Let me get something cool. Something the I drums. Did, yeah, I played the clarinet and I felt like a big idiot, so I stopped. Yeah. I just quit band. Yeah. See, that's like <laughs> me. I was like, I'm, yeah, that could have been this. Fuck. Could have been, been famous. Like, Damn it. <laughs> I would here we are. That this he guaranteed I said I knew I would have been famous. That's it. That would have gone the same trajectory. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Pretty much, yeah. No, but go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I go. Uh, I was gonna say, so you obviously you're a fan of Dead Mouse. Who are some of your biggest inspirations? Uh Calvin Harris is definitely probably like my biggest inspiration. Calvin Seth. Yeah. Seth. I mean, he just doesn't miss. Everything like early his early stuff, like the disco music, that was like one of my first like introductions into like that world of like modern disco. Um so after that, I mean, he just started releasing all those like iconic Calvin Harris like classics, and he just continues to dominate the music industry, and he just like always is ahead of the curve. I don't know. I respect the hell out of Calvin Harris. You, while you're saying that, I think Calvin Harris probably between like him, Geta, Tiesto, Avicii, they're probably the ones most responsible for the transition from EDM being like a small niche market to being mainstream top 40 oh yeah for sure you think about those let's say that handful of people well tiesto used to be i think trans music like armor yeah. Van was and i think yeah. he slowly converted when he saw everyone converting over yeah. calvin harris is interesting right because like he was just sing a lot of his old songs too he was like a real like musician yeah. he was like the kind yeah. of the first wave of like like now you have like disclosure Electronic artists, now you have yeah. guys who play instruments but also do all of it together like he, he used to sing back on his songs and then like he just evolved and it became more poppy and all that stuff 
I still remember like his old you stuff. You still hold me? He's saying that. That's so yeah, good. Yeah. That's one of my favorite so songs. Flashback too. Yeah. Oh. So actually, I opened for him one of my first or one of my like early Did you shows really? in London. Yeah, London Music Hall. Him and George, Burns. tell him who you opened for. You got a nice. You got a, you got a good list, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So George I had a good promoter with him. I opened for yeah. So we'll give the, we'll give him credit after. But uh, yeah, Ricky. Without Ricky, I wouldn't have been anywhere. But I was. Uh, I started DJing in 2010. Sorry, 2008. Yeah, second year, third year, 2010. First person I ever opened for was Avicii. Wow. But he just released Bromance. He wouldn't even release levels yet. He played a show of. Thousand people, five hundred, even like six hundred people. Yeah, so, so I was, was in, a, I was in a DJ booth like the size of this square with just standing next to him, hanging out, having like Heinekens. Uh, that was 2010, I think. Crazy. Nine. Uh, that was yeah. It was his fall of 2010. It was his first headlining show in Canada. Yeah. Wow. That was, so I that mean, was he London. used to run the gauntlet back in the day. He, so like, he used to play. Yeah, he used to like. Thank you. He did all the college shows, and yeah. I think that's what why he got you so big. We all got the same flavor here. Raspberry lime. Thank you. Um, so shout I out to our sponsors, Cottage Springs. Yeah, shout out Cottage Springs. We love Cottage Springs. Best vodka waters, vodka sodas. You know, I don't, I don't like vodka water. I only vodka water I like. Cottage Springs. Atta boy, that's a nice um, plug, guys. So, cheers, guys. Cheers. So yeah, I opened January. for um, I opened for Avicii. I opened for Data Life twice. Um, Calvin above Harris, and Beyond. Grosso, above and Beyond. Um, Gareth Emery. Uh, uh, Max Vangeli, uh, Sunder James Marciano, Tim Mason, like a few other random guys. Dancing astronauts. Ma- what? Manufactured superstars. Manufactured. Dancing astronauts. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a blog. The yeah, that's the blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the blog. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's it. Like a bunch of other ones. Like I was just hoping for Avicii again. The greatest okay. party that never happened. It's my tag. Is that what you call it? The greatest yeah. party that never happened? I call it, so you wouldn't know this. You're, you're, I think you're a little bit younger than us and you're obviously from a different city. But when I was uh, probably about 21-ish, we were throwing this New Year's party in mm. Toronto at a venue called 99 Subway. It doesn't exist anymore. But it was we had it was Avicii versus Calvin Harris. Those were the two main parties in Toronto. And like government had some other like I don't know, B listers compared to Avicii, like levels just came out. Avicii's yeah, so he's one of the top like the DJs biggest. in the world. Calvin Harris again, massive DJ yeah. too, but Avicii is the shit. We threw this party and his capacity was like a thousand or something, maybe fifteen hundred max. Apparently there was like five hundred fake tickets sold. And then Ooh. people kept saying there was going to be more tickets released at the door. So there was 4,000 people that showed up to this just little venue. Just crammed in there, Security right? wasn't ready for it. Like, it was just an sh- absolute shit show. And that was the best party to never happen. We Basically, everyone either... Some people got refunds or we ended up throwing another Avicii party a week later at um, what is now Rebel. But at the time, it was called Sound Academy. So we ended up throwing a free Avicii party. So everyone who got to go to Calvin Harris ended up going to Avicii as well. But yeah, it was... And uh, yeah, no one got in. So I was DJing. I was supposed to open for uh, Glenn Morrison, I think. Mm-hmm. It was Glenn Morrison and Avicii. I was yeah. opening for Glenn Morrison there. And I'm sitting there DJing, waiting for them to come on. And I'm looking outside. I see all these people. I was like, where, why is nobody inside yet? Like, some people were coming in. Oh, so it never happened. Never no, happened. Never happened. Oh, no one got past security. That security was couldn't handle... It looked like herded cattle. I went to go peek outside. <laughs> and the security's <laughs> like, hey, you have to shut the music off. I was like, are you crazy? People are coming in. They're like, no, this party's going to get shut down. Something to that degree. And I peek outside the window, and it just looked like a sea 4, of people. people. In like a parking lot, like it wasn't a big space. No, it was anyways, disaster. never happened. That's they wild. shut it down. The cops came, everything shut down. Yeah, I was, think it was nuts. Um, but yeah, on that note, what's the best party you've ever played? I think probably Rebel. Yeah, because I was like, sick. I was just starting to play like good shows, um, like twenty, like end of 2019, 2020. Um, cause before I just wasn't making like music for shows. I wasn't like getting booked. And then I started making house music and I was starting to get booked and I was like, sick, this is dope. And then I played rebel and that was like 
definitely the coolest club I ever yeah. played. Like, I mean, I did, I had never been to Rebel, well, especially coming from a small town. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, we didn't. We have nothing like that, man. Like <laughs> nothing even remotely close. In, like we uh, have like the Hammonds. Hammonds Point. What's it called Ham- Hammonds Point. Hammonds Point. Yeah. I, I lived in Halifax, but still, like okay. our clubs there were like. <laughs> Pretty jank. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. What's they're like bars. They're more bars, there? right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. SFX is there? No. SF- no, that used to be a thing. I think that SFX St. Francis. Oh, oh, the, university. oh university. university. Oh, I played there. Yeah. Yeah. That so play- they got some good that place venues is there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to it's fun. Okay. okay and Acadia. Okay. Yeah, the Anacadia. universities are good there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're always fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like club-wise, Rebel definitely was. Well, Rebel actually, like I've, I, I don't think I've really been to party at Rebel. Like we, did, we went for like St. Patty's or something. I've never been there like a night to see a DJ. It's probably the most comparable to like a Vegas or Miami club. Yeah. It kind of looks like Omnia. Well, Very it's because uh, that big light, that, right? That, that thing, big. Yeah. I think that thing's yeah. like three million dollars here or Omnia, or the one here. Maybe not three million. That's, that's, a, that's lot. a lot of money. That's crazy. Maybe it's Omnia pretty crazy. Is. It looks like a spaceship, yeah. man. Well, yeah. What show did I go there by myself? And I ended up meeting up with Jason Bidden and Akil. I don't know. Some DJ. I went, oh, Robin Schultz, I think. Oh, I went nice. Solo. I go to so many concerts solo. And just I've gone to so many concerts solo. Yeah, I don't know if you ever need a plus one. Here I am. <laughs> oh yeah. Ricky goes there. Yeah, he's like just goes. I love going to concerts. Me too. Me live music. If. Even if I don't fully love the artist, if I can appreciate the music, so basically anything but heavy, heavy metal. Yeah. Like I can appreciate like Led Zeppelin, ACDC and that kind of metal, but I can't do the grunge metal, you know, like slip. I I I actually love that stuff. I I used to when I was a kid, I'd like go mosh when I was like 15, like love that. I'm not allowed to mosh pits. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I went, uh, I once was at this uh, at Scotia, well, your Canada Center at the time, Scotia Bank Arena. Now I was there for like work, and I walked in like a little bit later, and it was Slipknot and Corn and someone else playing. <laughs> and let me tell you, like I can listen to all kinds of music, but I walked in, and I was like, let me peek inside. I heard this like music, and I see them on stage, and like I think it's Slipknot, where's all those like masks yeah, and shit. Like- I had nightmares that night. I saw that, I was like, <laughs> I just an angry crowd in, too. I walked in, I looked at them, I was like. I was like, this is a, this is what like hell kind of looks like. Like, yeah, they, got, they just look scary. Like they wear like like, ma- like I know like those like I don't know submissive masks, or whatever. And, like dreads and the guys playing the drums. Like man, like this it's like is predator free. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, wild. It terrified me. I would never could never do that again. <laughs> no, it's giving me nightmares. I feel like it would be a hype show if you can get past like the alien masks. Yeah. For sure, that, uh, that yeah, see, I but that. that I can't do country, eh, whatever. But I can't do country, man. No. I can't do it. That's what I was gonna ask. Cause everyone says I listen. Whenever someone says I listen to everything, it's always everything but country. I've so there was this like festival called um, Cavendish that was this like PEI festival. So everyone from the East Coast would go there. It was a huge party. I think it was. Uh, you guys have one in Ontario called like Boots and Boots Hearts. Boots and Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a discount Boots and Hearts. Okay. okay. The Walmart version. Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So I would go to that, but I've never gone to the concert. I would just go and party. Do you know what? I don't listen to country music, but country concerts are a vibe. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know the, if I... the girls got the short shorts and the cowboy hats. I got a cowboy so hat. Vibe because you're going to see the girls. Well, no, but also like just everyone's so happy go lucky at con- country concerts. That's true. You know, you I go mean, see you go Adele. Festival, you go see like Adele happy. or Beyonce. <laughs> Sometimes people are are they're maybe not as hype. You go see. A country concert, everyone's like, yeehaw, let's go rock yeah, and roll, Yeah, but there's baby. some like angry drunk dudes there. Yeah, yeah they're you know? actually, you're right. They're always like, you're like, like you bump into them and they'll like punch you in the face. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah, I try to like go to an EDM concert. That's the happiest we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I, used to de- I still never forget. And I actually, like I obviously miss it at times, but like I'll never forget when you're like on stage DJing and usually you look in the crowd, you're like, Jesus Christ, everyone here is having a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, people you are see, just, like, man, when you're DJing, you see all. Yeah, because the light's coming from behind. People don't I think people don't often realize, right? Because like, 
But maybe they do. But like even at a festival, for example, like people who go to the front row, typically they're having a good time. So a couple pops. They're at the front. <laughs> And the lights come towards you. Naturally, you see everything. But when the light's hitting your face, your face is lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Naturally. And I like that's one thing Eyeballs. I'll never forget. Like when you're DJing, you see people who are like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like. Like so we're having a good time. Yeah. When we were in our fourth year of university, so this, um, it was a big EDM club in London, Ontario called Cobra, Cobra London. Mm-hmm. And they had one in Toronto. And it was, basically, it was the EDM spot in London for these smaller shows. They ended up doing some massive guests. I think... Um, didn't Calvin Harris? No, Hardwell no. played there. Hardwell yeah, came yeah, yeah. through there. A bunch of massive artists came through there. You got ranked number 44 on DJ Mag yeah. North in the world. So Georgie was, so I was a promoter back in the day and we got the Friday nights and I was like, hey, if we're going, we need our boy to be the headliner, the, yep. the resident DJ. So Georgie would be the resident DJ. And you got to remember, it doesn't matter if there was a headlining show or not. It was the spot to go to listen to house music on a Friday. Right. So you'd have one week, Sonnery James, Ryan Marciano. Manufactured superstars, Tim Mason, G Von B, and that was his DJ name at the time. So George was a big DJ back yeah. in the day, basically. You wouldn't know that he wasn't anybody famous because his name's and face is on the poster <laughs> and we big, promoted yeah, big him. Font on as he was like the Toronto guy. Yeah. And there'd so. be times like we'd be there, and I'm like, George is killing. It. You see people having the best time ever. Like he's actually like a real famous DJ. And felt pretty good. He was I realized like, that's when I realized like I was but I was I was a big fish in a small pond. And I knew that I'm like, hey, this time's gonna come to an end. I had a really good opportunity here. I'm gonna go back to Toronto and I'm gonna be like a little fish again. And I'm not gonna experience it. I'm not gonna play a club where like people come just to watch me DJ. Like students are coming to watch me play, and I'm like, this is this is insane. Like it's only a couple hundred. And we enough about me. If we're talking about <laughs> my days are behind me. I'm getting too excited. Nothing thinking about it. Well, my, Let's jump back over to fan. How here. long you been doing music for? How long you been uh, doing I, music? It sounded for? weird. What the hell is wrong with me, man? We're 92 episodes in, and that's the question I ask. How long have you been doing music? Holy crap! A while. Doing <laughs> the music. How are you doing the music? <sighs> doing the music. Uh, so no, I started when I was like, I mean like playing guitar when I was like 12, but it wasn't serious. I was just trying to like serenade my like 12 year old girlfriends, you know? Um, I like that. And it's, I sucked. So like it didn't work. <laughs> Did you take lessons? And- no, no, I, I, I never uh, took any lessons. And then, uh, are you self-taught fully? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there, you can't really take production lessons. Like, it, I mean, YouTube is yeah, that. It's like the school of YouTube now. Yeah. Well, now they have, um, masterclass dead mouse. Yeah, I mean, those are I still, don't. like, you don't even need to. Like, no, yeah. you just go on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Or just, like, learn. Like, I, I was, uh, I interned for someone for a while. And that's where I who? learned. Yeah, Corey LaRue. Okay. So, he's a, he was in a band called Neon Dreams, and he, now he's, like, their producer. I know Neon Dreams. Yeah, they're so the homies. So I lived with them for, yeah. like, three, four years. Okay. So, big inspiration for you, I'm assuming? Of course, yeah. So, like, the cool, like, little story about that. Um, I was just, like trying to claw my way into any kind of like studio I could when I was younger. Um, so I knew that Corey was at this like club in Halifax and like VIP. So I like snuck in and then I was like, Hey dude, like, can I intern at your studio? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like it was that easy. Really? Yeah. And like they, he, like he kind of might've known me. Um, cause I lived in the same like, uh, town when we were growing up. So I would just What's like go to ha- work. Hammer's I was like a plane? cook. Hammond's plane. Yeah, well, um, actually this was in a, a place called Sackville. Yeah. Why do I know? Do you know what? I feel like it's one of those things. You know, craft hockey on TSN. They do like, 
Oh, win at $30,000 for your city. Like, oh, the, the winner is Saxville. Saxville sucks. <laughs> like, Man really it's, roasting his hometown. No, no. It's everyone there will tell you uh, it yeah, sucks. It's like, like, no. So why were you in Saxville then? Sackville. I just I just grew up there. And then we ended up moving to Hammond's Plains. Hammond's Plains was actually like a nice okay. area. But Sackville, like, nah. What's the population of Sackville? Or, and Hammond's like, Plains? nothing good. <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> nothing good. No, no it's, it sucks. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, like I would go to work. I was like working in a kitchen. I was working at this like fine dining place. So I would go work like crazy hours there. And then I would just like go to the studio and like chill. And I barely even interned for him. Like he didn't like make me do stuff. He pretty much just taught me stuff. <laughs> it was it was a good like situation. That's awesome. Um, and then we ended up like becoming good friends. And I like met everyone else in the band. And we all, you know, became best friends. And we ended up moving in together. Um, but before that, um, I was just like a rave kid. I just loved like EDM I just loved it like it was all I thought about so um me and my friend went to this festival called Evolve which is like this local festival and you know we did the stuff you do when you're 18 at festivals and I had this like epiphany at like seven in the morning it was like <laughs> the sun was coming up like the this DJ was playing and I was like I looked at my friend I'm like dude I'm gonna do that come on and then like i did it <laughs> like it was so bullshit yeah yeah Jordan, yeah. write that time with that but like that's that was the moment minute. that's, that's, the, that's the, the moment that's not the, the light bulb goes off yeah the seven that, right, that'll do it that's funny because like you know how many people probably think that while they're at a festival like that be like i want to do that yeah and actually they, did and that then they wake up and they're like Ugh. yeah but i woke up and i was like all right like i'm ready to go home and like i like i got a laptop like the next week and i started learning the software like just like that Shut that's up. it yeah and i just never stopped i love that. how long ago was this uh i was 18 so now i just turned 26 like last week so Happy birthday i belated birthday thank you so it's been wow. like eight years shit man good for yeah. you yeah and I, even that's like i was still like a late bloomer like 18 is pretty like old to start it's to start yeah but i mean you know it Gotta worked out yeah uh, you, you have to you have to start somewhere you right? have to start somewhere i yeah. guess we're kind of late for to be podcasters well, very well, really. you know what Actually, though no, we're in the prime of our podcasting career no nah, you, you guys are good yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're you guys just, are good we're hitting our stroke now Joe there's like no young something. podcasters yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan started yeah. ten. He's ten years Technically old. Technically, we're early. I feel like you need to be at least like at least twenty five to start a podcast. You got to experience some yeah. shit. Yeah, can't just come yeah. on here and be like, "Here's my advice: do this." But I'm or not, you go younger and you just tell you crazy stories and don't give a shit. They I, can't do that. I, I, okay, <laughs> but like imagine like Zoomers like trying to do a podcast because like what do they have to talk about? Wait, Zoomers? What are Zoomers? You know, like like the little kids. Zoomers. Yeah, uh, like, is that like, what they're called? TikTok, they're called yeah, Zoomers. Zoomers. <laughs> they're, their generation Gen the zoomers is that what they're called zoomers yeah <laughs> oh jen's i did not know that now you know you guys taught shit <laughs> i Learning. think it's a hilarious term what, zoomers what does, it makes does, sense uh, hyper stimulated like <laughs> they zoom wait what's like, the uh what does uh portnoy call them wiggle wiggle dickers <laughs> wiggle dickers <laughs> that's, that's so best, true yeah that's the best okay let's do a digression before we jump back to this point about this stuff because the crazy thing is if you think about dave porno he is our the modern day the, the smartest mar self promoter self marketer that exists today without a doubt he started a podcast with an 18 year old tiktoker and now people like 18 year old tiktokers know who dave portnoy is jordan listens to that podcast you do bfs wait i don't know what this is oh sorry okay so, dave portnoy okay you know who dave portnoy is i don't oh okay sorry whoa, whoa. Hey, back up am i living under a rock no, I, shit you know barstool sports 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like Dave Portnoy is the founder and, and CEO. Okay, or, no, yeah, yeah, not yeah. CEO because yep. the girl's the CEO. Um, Andrea, Kirk no, no, something. something with a Z. Zinardo? Erica, Erica Gerard, oh, yeah, with a Z. So Dave Portnoy started it, founded it, and he's a very outspoken and very like. He's very loud and boisterous, but he knows how to capitalize on a moment, and he's done okay. that his whole career. So Barstool started as an obscure newspaper, and now he sold the first. I think he sold part of it for like a hundred or like fifty million. Then he sold for a hundred million. Then like he just. He just keeps growing and I think growing. Recently, it was like five hundred to pen. No, pen was a hundred million dollars. He cashed out on. I think Oof. whatever his portion was. But that's not the point. The point is that like he just is very good at self promoting and he's very shameless. Like he does the pizza reviews, yeah, all that stuff. Anyways, I guess he started making fun of TikTokers, thinking like I don't get this generation. He's like forty, so he's like I don't get this. They're a bunch of wiggle dickers, <laughs> you know. That's what he started calling them. <laughs> and I guess okay. I guess I don't know the whole story, but I think some of them got wind of it. Yeah. And then they like invited him all think to L A. So he was at one of the houses. What's the the Sway House. I don't know this shit. Jordan knows all this Jordan stuff. Jordan loves <laughs> it. The Sway House. And it's like a bunch of like, honestly, they like look at like younger versions of like, I guess you, like just kind of like, you know, young guys doing their thing. And like they got, they're very famous. So he kind of latched onto it. They kind of like came together and they were doing some video of working out or something. Well, like he went to the house and worked out with them and then him and Josh Richards started a podcast called BFS. Yeah. yeah. So it's a forty-year-old man. That's wild. Right yeah, what a like, turn of events. And yeah. he, a forty-year-old man with an eighteen-year-old TikToker hosting a podcast, which probably got to be one of the biggest podcasts now. A hundred percent. It's cross promotion. This is why we need the mic. Though, yeah, Jordan's gonna have like a, a ten-second pause right you here. You can hear. You can hear. Yeah. But we, should, we gotta give you a mic, Jordan. But did you hear about recently? And I hate to, uh, we're going to plug this because it's great. But um, so they did an, uh, an episode online or on one of their episodes where they were showing pictures of people. And it's like, Dave, do you know who these people are? It's called Boomers and Zoomers, maybe. So boomers. they showed a picture of James. <laughs> they showed a picture of James Charles, who's um, a male. Oh, makeup he's the artist. makeup guy. Yeah, he's a makeup yeah, guy. Yeah. So and he's like, oh, it's Madison Beer. Madison Beer is like one of the most beautiful Instagram models alive. She's like, also she, mad talented, dude. Yeah, she's she a does, great oh, she does singer. Music too. She did yeah. a song with um, her music is fucking dope. Ja- Jax or something. She did a song with something named Jax. Uh, it was like a oh, Jack Jones. Song. Jack Jones, yeah, yeah, and with uh, Martin Slovak yeah. as well. Yeah, she, she was the vocals on it. So, she, so again, so good. crazy good song. I don't know. So going, I don't know what's going on right now, but continue. So I'm, listen. So <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> Dave Portnoy was shown a picture of James Charles, and he's like, "Oh, that's Madison Beer." And obviously, it's not Madison <laughs> Beer. So he's telling the story on on his Instagram or something how he saw Madison Beer at, in like Swan or something in Miami. And Great was, restaurant, yeah, by the way. And he was too embarrassed to go up to her because she's like, "Oh, she probably doesn't know who I am. I'm a forty year old man. She's on a date or something." Telling this whole story. Doesn't she come up to him after and be like, oh, I saw that clip, you know, that scene where you called me James Charles, basically, like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, man, what the hell? <laughs> so basically, my, the point of my story is that he's taking over the internet. Hundred, he's taking over already. He's the smartest He's the best marketer, of our, hands out of our generation. 100%. And anybody wow. who disagrees with him is an idiot or this. I mean, he acts a bit arrogant, but that's part of his shtick. And like, he is... He got arrested at the Super Bowl for calling the commissioner. Anyways, we're getting we're going down a rabbit hole yeah, here. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the man of the hour here. No, go ahead. Hit us with the last one, Jordan. No, like he literally is like the biggest beefer. So like when he gets in an argument with someone, he makes a champagne bottle with their names on it. And when he takes them down, he pops it. Oh, because yeah. of what's his name? Suit, suit guy. Suit, suit man. Suit man, yeah. yeah. When the okay, whole we're getting off topic here. So many of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Fam, back to you. How did we get on this point? Talking about Zoomers and then... Zoomers, because we never heard that term. And then... Yeah, <laughs> How do we get the Zoomers? It's like my favorite term right now. I don't know. It's I just great. love it. <laughs> it's great. Oh, fuck, I guess Wait, so your generation, you're not... You're I'm probably a Zoomer, honestly. No, we're, mil- we're millennials, technically. I'm a millennial. See, I thought I was, and I was always like, yeah, I'm a millennial, but I'm actually not. I'm, I'm like Gen Z still. Yeah. Because like, I, I was born in 95. Okay. Oh, maybe. Whatever. I can't keep up with this. Yeah, stuff. neither can I. <laughs> I, I was born in 1990. That's it. Yeah, I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Anyways, back, back. Let's to bring the this back in. Let's reel yeah, it in. <laughs> okay, so what what's lined up for for 2021? What, what do you got? What are you working on? Uh, I have well, a EP. Tell us that you're working. On? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I have a I have a new EP coming actually. Okay, that's exciting. What's it called? Uh, Wishes Volume Two. Wishes so the first volume. one was Volume One. Figured. Yeah. Naturally, just started at two. The one's gonna come out later. Yeah, we're gonna go like backwards. Uh, no, it's, I, I'm super happy with it. Like, I'm making music that I'm like passionate about. Um, I'm writing it, uh, like co-writing it myself. I think it's more personal, um, and it's all house music. So it's like exactly what I want out of music. Okay. When you say writing it, you mean like the production part or the vocal part? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I don't sing, but I'll definitely like write the songs, <laughs> and then like someone else will sing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you do you have people collaborate on like your writing aspect of the not the vocals, the production side? Uh, or do you do most of yourself? Usually. Sometimes, okay. like sometimes, uh, how it works is like someone will send you like a demo, um, and then you'll kind of like maybe take something from that demo. But I usually always produce it myself. I like to do it myself. I just like the control kind of thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. When you're producing something new, do you just sit in a room, lock yourself in it, and that's it? Yeah. And start to finish? Yeah. Because who are we talking about that did the uh, the writing camps? Or the oh, no, camps? I do writing camps. Yeah, okay. Like, they, like you start and then you you're switch rooms or something? I can't yeah, remember. writing camps are... It's, it's, uh, it's like speed dating, stuff. dude. Like you, you, yeah, you like go into this room no, and you meet camps. everyone. And then, like, they're like, okay, they split you off into groups and you go write a song. Sometimes it's, like, one session a day. Um, sometimes you're doing, like, two to three a day. So, yeah, it's hectic. But as a producer, usually we're not doing too much. We're just, like, playing some chords, like, recording vocals, maybe adding some drums. But I like to, not, I like to write the songs during the sessions. And then I'll go home and, like, lock myself in my studio and, like... But I don't like to, like, work on, like, nerd stuff in front of people. Because I just, like, throw shit at a wall until it sticks. Like, I usually never have, like, direction. I'm like, I'm just going to go, you know? Whatever the vibe is. Sometimes I have an idea in my head of, like, how it should sound, but, like, it always changes. It's pretty good, actually, not to plan more. I actually really believe that. It's. I was actually asked this question today, oddly enough. You know what I was asked today? Tell I was us. filling out something. What, would, what advice would you give to your younger self? I was filling out the thing on, like, Angelus for our company. I saw some Q&A stuff. I'm like, let me fill this out. And my thing I wrote was, like, stop planning, start doing. And like, I think that's one of the things which is interesting that you just said, you just kind of go and do. And I think some people are great planners and I think it's good that they lay stuff out. I also think that in the world we live in, it's like hyper stimulated. Everything's move fast. Go, go, go. I actually do think like moving is the, is the most, most effective way to learn something. Cause like you can plan all you want. It's a boxing saying, right? Everyone has a plan to get punched in the face, but in general you can make a plan, but like then you're limiting yourself and you're creating whether it's music I agree. or anything, you're limiting your creative ability because you're trying to stay working yeah. within parameters, right? I don't plan shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just, that. I'm just not that type of person. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like schedules. I don't like any of that stuff. I mean, that's why I got into this. So, like, I don't have to do what people tell me to do or, like, have to follow this, like, regime, you know? Yeah. Like, I just like to, like, wake up and, like, maybe I'll make music today or, like, maybe I'll play, like, Halo or something, you know? <laughs> do you set an alarm in the morning? No. Yeah, I, I love set, dude, that. I haven't Absolutely set an alarm in a year. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I actually, it's funny. I I'm asking that because I of the belief that I I do now, but I don't like setting alarms. I used to do it because like for my career, like I used to have to be up at like six, meet like early in the office, get stuff done or work out, and like very structured day. Now that we're tech entrepreneurs and podcasters, I can be a little more flexible. It's the wave. But it's the best. You work on a schedule. <laughs> the problem is, so in all, from April till probably September, ne- set alarm maybe one, like once in a while when I would have a morning meeting. Otherwise, I wake up when the sun comes up. Yeah. And honestly, it's the best feeling. Now I have to because I don't know what's going on lately. I don't know if it's a th- like, I don't know if it's me or everybody. Mercury's I can't wake off up. grade. No, but like even with a, with a 7 a.m. alarm, I can't wake up. In the summer, no alarm. I'm up at 7 anyways. Like sun comes up, I'm good. I you just know it's like, weird, actually. I used to be okay. I used to be really bad when I was in Halifax and I was living with a bunch of DJs. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I joke. Sorry, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I joke, but I'm also no. Like, you should laugh. This is bad. The way, the way he's telling the story, I know where this is gonna go. I would, do, I would wake up at like 3 p.m. Yeah, like, I like three. And I, <laughs> during the winter, me and my, so my uh, shout out to Craig Mac, my old roommate, Craig. The fucking homie. Um, <laughs> we would wake up at like three in the winter and have like two hours of sun and be oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Whoops. That was me at Weston. Not this again. Yeah. I, I eventually fixed it. And now I wake up at like seven every day. Yeah. Which is really backwards for me. But like, you know, when You're you get a dog. You're also not playing shows, right? I'm not playing. Yeah. I have like no reason to stay up late. Like uh, my girlfriend wakes up early for work. I have a dog now who actually sleeps in. So what like, ki- it's chill. What kind of dog do you have? I have a beagle. Sick. Yeah. He's a homie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I used to. Did you have him from back home or from here? No, I just got him. No He's shit. A COVID puppy. COVID oh, puppy. Oh, yeah. sick. My I brother actually, got one of those, didn't he? No, he got Cooper earlier, I think. Your dog. I actually a story that I don't think I ever told. My first dog we ever had was a beagle. Nah, they're we, insane, eh? They're hunting dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so we got it from my cousin, um, who has a farm in Rochester. I'm not going to talk about how we got it because I gotta keep it. Low key, but we got the dog from Rochester, and uh, my sister always wanted. It. She's a year younger than me, and my brother. We're all, hold on a second. We're all close in age, and uh, we were young. We were like f- I don't know between the ages of like five and eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And like we couldn't take care of a dog, but my dad got it because we wanted it, and it would sleep. It would play outside all day. It could be on chain, and it would just run around, and it would tear up the entire backyard, oh, digging yeah. holes. And my dad's like, "This dog's like fucking. It's just a nightmare." We would be like, "It's fine." One night, like my dad at this point started to have enough, and like it's really it's bad because we couldn't take care of it. It was getting big, and it was destroying everything. One night we go to like a um, we went to like a wedding or something, and we had like a fenced off area outside that we let it stay in, or not fenced off, like blocked off. It was on a leash still. I guess it broke off the leash at some point. We were that's gone. what they do. Yeah, that's a beagle thing. Yeah, yeah. broke yeah. off. They escape. We got home at like just before midnight. We go to the back door to go check on it, feed it. There's uh, a dead squirrel and three dead birds lined up and it's just sitting there staring at the door like it's like here I brought you food yeah I was I never forget this like, I was like how the first of all how did it chase them down they're not dead they, how did they hunt these down yep four dead animals lined up it was the craziest thing I mean after that we not long after that we gave it away because like, we couldn't take care of it no. miss you dog but like the reason I know beagles are hunting dogs is because of the duck hunter when you were a kid yeah the dog that the dog that goes oh, and the picks beagle, up the yeah. dog yeah. The, the birds I think that's a, or maybe it is a beagle. It's bloodhounds as well. Bloodhounds. Yeah. 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 I just love their ears. Yeah. They're so floppy. Floppy, yeah, floppy ears. Yeah. <laughs> so is your dog, do you, like, does it have to, like, you go outside a lot with it because it's just like, Dude, oh, yeah, we have to walk it three times a day. Jeez. Like, it's it's a grind for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if, if I don't, like, 
like it's insane what he'll do like he'll like just start like picking shit up and like eating it or like 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 okay for example i'll like leave a glove on the ground or something if he's walked he won't touch it but if i haven't walked him he'll pick the glove up bring it to me and start chewing it in front of me like it's like walk <laughs> me human like i'm bored he knows he knows he knows yeah he'll just start like ripping stuff up like jumping on the counters like they're insanely crafty and really smart dogs very yeah. so very like, if smart. you're not like doing what they want they'll like get pissed that's crazy. It's, it's absurd. So I had no idea life. what I was getting myself. Are into. you like still, do you still feel the same about having a dog now? Or are you kind of like, oh, oh no, no, I love having oh, a dog. Yeah. It's like, I'm like a dog dad now. I'm obsessed with dogs. <laughs> um, but man, like sometimes like when I, when he was a puppy, I was like, fuck, I wish I got a lab or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a dog that just listens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well behaved. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Uh, Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. So oh. I'm guessing you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. Dude, I'm a massive nerd. <laughs> I'm like the biggest nerd ever. Oh, how would you define biggest nerd? Are you like big gamers, like sci-fi? All of the above, like everything, everything you can think sci-fi, of. Sci-fi, okay. video I like, games. Like, so Fambo, my name came from Star Wars. I was actually going to ask that. Fambo. Yeah, so like, like I've I was- I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I was like chilling like Fambo. when I was, I was probably like 20, 21. I don't, I don't remember when I started Fambo, but I was watching Star Wars um, and I was on the Wikipedia, like looking up stuff. So the Wook? Yeah, so the Wikipedia for Star Wars is called the Wikipedia. Come on. Yeah. I love Star Wars. I did not know this. <laughs> so you're like a diehard Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you ever seen episode one? Okay, here it goes. So, uh, yeah, it was actually episode one where it came from. Um, so it's like that big Clone War battle. and then Episode one, the Anakin ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like looking up like what those things were. And there was like these dinosaur things, like the Jar Jar Binks looking things with like laser beams. And they were called Fambas. But they had two A's. So I just took away an A and I was like, that's kind of got a good ring to it. I like asked some friends, like, what do you think of the name? And they're like, yeah, it's cool. It's a good name. That's where the name came from. Interesting. Yeah. It's always cool to hear people got their inspiration from. From Star Wars. Yeah, I like that. Do you have just Famba on Instagram? No, I have Famba music. Okay, so the problem was, um, so, (laughs) okay, so Famba was a lesbian drum circle in the Netherlands. Yeah. So they gave me that they actually gave me the name but then it got taken again and then also famba means like to vacation in some kind of african language so wait there was a what rock band a lesbian drum circle a lesbian drum circle that was called famba yeah so then i'm assuming you <laughs> had to buy the name or barter the no name we from- like asked for it and they said it would be okay i don't remember what happened this was years ago i actually can't remember it was a very strange turn mm-hmm. of events and then someone scooped the name Wait, uh, wait, are they transferred it? Someone scooped it. I don't because I, I heard I've heard this story before. Yeah. You know who I know it from? I think I think Kai said Kai, it happened yeah. to him. Kai, I remember hearing the story on I guess one of his vlogs or his Instagram back in the day that like he bought the name and after transferring it, it got like jacked. Someone took it because now they hold now. Yeah, now they hold it for two weeks, right? No. So yeah. If you, oh, your own name. Yeah. Is there Pete? Uh, if you switch your name, nobody can take it for I think it's 10, 10 days to fourteen days. Because just in case the original owner wants it back. Oh, okay. So now it's That's like very good. hard to sell. Because there used to be websites that sell Instagram names, which is crazy. Really? The bots find them. Any like five letter word is basically taken on Instagram. Yeah. Most six letter words are taken too. Or you can get lucky maybe if you get seven or eight letters. <coughs> but well, these bots will just come in, swoop them. And then they'll be on a site. You can get a you know a seven letter name for five hundred bucks American or something. Yeah, and the, but the problem too is like if I was to get it on um, on Instagram then I kind of have the problem where I have to get it everywhere else. Yeah. So then it's like this whole other thing where you're like going down the rabbit hole of like getting it on Facebook and, Oh, you know what? It was on Facebook 
they that was the lesbian drum circle okay <laughs> yeah and like i'm i'm not just saying like it was literally that oh no fair yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. A lot of the bizarre... jokes, it's crazy that like <laughs> are they wait they're from netherlands you said yeah they're from the netherlands crazy yeah it's, it's you know strange. where you know where you can get the name at famba where cast that's right oh, that's a good plug set you up everybody cast. get on cast a lot of first names still available mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. on there great concept <laughs> <laughs> great, great concept. concept um I want to jump back to Star Wars before we get into anything else. I'm assuming you watch Mandalorian. I love how we're so all good, a dude. Here. Yeah. I got a, like a baby Yoda or Grogu. Big Grogu? I have like a baby Yoda or Grogu. You got one of them? I don't know what ones? to call it because like Grogu. baby Yoda no, baby feels Yoda right. Is the name. Yeah, okay, okay. It's so interesting. So that is not Yoda. No, no it's, it's Grogu. Grogu. So it's like the same species. All right, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who doesn't watch yet. Not, we might yeah, have just never. ruined it. Your but problem. You got to get on it earlier. It's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna stop listening right now that's no, okay continue um, so you got a baby yoda but yeah your question is i don't know my, oh have you like mandalorian like what are yeah. your what are oh your it's thoughts? so good man I'm, yeah? I'm obsessed with it yeah honestly really really good yeah i think that and i'm actually really excited like disney plus surprisingly like i thought it was gonna get more like disney-fied since they bought it it's off good thing. it's really good it kept it's really me good. then they have 10 series coming out or something do you 10 have, more series you have to watch the new star wars I, so i've seen the original six i haven't seen any of the what is the new ones? No, I haven't seen any. My problem is my family doesn't like Star Wars, other than mm, my brother. I love Star Wars. But if I'm with my brother, his fiance is with us, and she hates sci-fi. Oh. And then if it's just me and my brother who like who want to watch Star Wars, we can't convince the rest of the family mm -hmm. because we did Marvel. Me, my whole family did Marvel yep. in basically 2019, 2020. I did that recently. In like 21 movies. 21 so movies. That what there is? That's 21 or 22. I did them in two weeks. They really melted that while I was running cast. <laughs> <laughs> so basically watching movies not running cash. sorry sorry everyone in no, I'm kidding I actually no but yeah so we did that and the next you think once you're done Marvel it makes sense to do Star Wars yeah for like sure there's so many good similarities yeah. or you can start you can do Marvel if or I'm, you can do Star if Wars being honest I like Star Wars better same I like both but I like Star Wars to me is like the universe is like special. Yeah, like 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 traveling to planets and all these different species. Well, it's, it's so and ahead shit. of its time too, right? So ahead, think, but that was yeah. from the nineties. So, anyways, I've been trying to convince them to do it. Nobody wants to watch it. I don't really watch movies on my own. I don't really watch much TV, so I haven't seen the new ones with. Um, I know uh, Kyle. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I haven't seen any of those. Like, okay. Do I have to watch those no. to watch? That's what a lot of people say. Like I. The, the last one, ones? I hated the last one. I just thought... That's the last, the last Jedi or the Return... Um, or like the last movie. Yeah. The Last Jedi, I think it was Is called. that where Mark Hammond comes back? He, no, he comes back Mark the second Hammond? last the one. Se yeah. I just thought that storyline between like um, Ren and Kylo Ray or, or... When they're like... No, spoiler, like kind of connected with Yeah, whatever. it was yeah. just like... Yeah. I actually... Wait, George, I what did you... Kind of connected. I was doing some weird like thing. You're connected. I, was trying to connect. I don't know. I've never done that before. That was weird... I don't know why I did that. I should just go like this, connected. I did like that too far in his fingers. That's Weird. True. It's kind of what these Cottage Springs are getting to me. Another nice You know plug. they're good. Another nice um, I think the but the most recent movie, I think I can't remember the order to be honest. There's so many, but like the most recent movie, the last one to come out, I think was better than the previous one to that. One of them I didn't really like, and I not even can't even. I think remember. the first new one was the best. I think that was my favorite. But yeah, yeah the, the second one was good, and then the last one I was just like, eh. Adam Driver is really good though. He's a great actor. But you know yeah. what's interesting? I remember when the first that first new one came out when Kylo Ren was getting introduced. You see his mask in the trailers. You don't know who it is. Like, like badass. So he looks so cool. And then the first time in the theater, I saw him take his mask off, and it's Adam Driver. I was like, oh, he's kind of like kind of nerdy looking. Like yeah. it doesn't seem scary. Yeah. But then as he goes on, the it gets arc better. kind of builds, and you're like, yeah. oh, this guy is like pretty intense. Because you're like, oh, is Adam Driver? Like. 
Because it's not scary. Didn't SNL do a skit about that? They've done a lot. I they, they've yeah. done a lot. So the first one is the one where you see him and her fighting in the forest at the end or something, right? You're, I'm not going to know how to explain the storyline. Yeah, I, I, I can't justice. I haven't seen them enough. I've only seen them like once each. Yeah. I'm more of a fan I'm of like the older big, ones. You're not a big Star Wars guy then. Like, well, you see, the original yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I have, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch them. You know what? I actually no. might do that soon. Do the whole Star Wars universe from start to finish. I got time. Let's do it. No, I'll do that. <laughs> he doesn't every time I go give props. You ever heard of that ball and chain? Oh, yeah. What? I told you. It's a it's, thing. It's, a, it's like frowned upon, but it's a Is thing. It's frowned upon? I mean, it's weird. It's, yeah. The symbolism It's weird. Something? No. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was like, <laughs> I've, I've heard, heard of it before. People do that. Okay. It's, it's, ball it's, it's not super weird. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Uh, let's jump back. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about you. We're gonna. <laughs> we'll this is good. We're kind of all over. I like it. Well, do you know what? Eclectic like, podcast. Well, the reason I like doing stuff like this because okay, if we're gonna talk about your music, people can read about it. People can. Are you on Wikipedia? Uh, no, but I've Wikipedia? done enough. I've talked about my music. That's why. So Googles many interviews. You, they're gonna see all the same things. Yeah. This is you know get to see a different side of you. I also just did like a press gauntlet of where I've answered the same questions over and over and over again. Yeah. What's the What's the question you've got the most? Well, I, they're all like, like, what? What's the inspiration for your new single? Like, what? What's the EP inspired by? It's like, you know. it was named. It was inspired by the first one that was named <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, to Rick's point, that's like that's why it's fun, right? You find out new things about guests, and we want people to know. Like, Ricky always said it really well at the beginning, like the first few episodes. I was like, tell us something we can't Google about you. Tell us something we don't know. I haven't said that in a while, but I was actually just gonna ask that question. I got you. Go take it away. <laughs> I don't us, know. I tell don't us something about you that you can't find off Instagram or Google, or you wouldn't have learned on this podcast already. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like my fans would know I'm already a big nerd. Like, I I've just I've been a huge like gamer my whole life. Like, are you ranked? Ranked on what? I don't know some gaming system. I what? used to be like really good at World of Warcraft. Really? Like I was like ranked in the top like one point like point one percent in the world. Really? Yeah. Really? When I was in high school, <laughs> I was like. Pretty dope at World of Warcraft. So we've got two buddies. So one, one of my first was my roommate at first year in Western. He was ranked top 500 in Call of Duty in the world. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is insane. And he would just... Gee, no. Uh, Josh Friedlich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Zach Batashner was my other roommate and David Perla. Shout out, Dave. Um, shout out to all of them. Yeah, shout out to all of them, even though they probably don't listen. But uh, so Josh Friedlich was ranked top 500 in the world in Call of Duty. So like I'd put on the headset... And I would just talk shit and he would just destroy everything. <laughs> and the kids would be crying. But anyways, we have another good buddy who's also one of the co-founders of our, our app, Cast. That he was ranked, what, top? 20th or something. He was ranked top Recently. 20th in like Canada. Not in the world. In Call of Duty? Call, Call of Duty. The new one. The war And he just oh, merged nice. people. Just merged. I think Chance is pretty good at World of Warcraft. I don't know what he's ranked. Show the Chance. I don't know if he's going to listen. But Chance is one our, uh, our wizard engineer. Our front end guy. He's a killer, killer front end engineer. But he, I think he plays a lot of World of Warcraft. I don't know. His rank chance, let us know. So I you, just started playing again, unfortunately. Yeah. I had to quit. Unfortunately. It was like, it was it's like a, my it's life. a black hole. It, like, it sucks you in. Yeah, I just started building a, like a PC. Like, I, I did it for music, actually. Because I was like looking, I was like, I was like, okay, I can either like spec out my MacBook Pro, which is going to cost like an extra like $3,000 if I like sell mine, or I could just spend that $3,000 and buy a PC, which is like going to also double as a gaming PC. Yeah. So I kind of opened like a can of worms on that one, but... You know, whatever. But also, yeah, it, but it <laughs> helps you it gonna be, as you progress and build more stuff, bring stuff in your studio. Like, you might as well. You're better off doing that. I mean, a Mac's probably convenient to travel with. And like, I mean, I, I mean, MacBooks. I still have my laptop too. Yeah, like, I still have my MacBook Pro that I have. But I mean, like, the PC just like is so powerful. You know, like yeah. I'm running into a problem right now where I have so much shit happening on my <laughs> sessions. Like, so many plugins, so many like like 150 tracks 
of audio. Like, and when you're like, like manipulating that and there's synths in there and like, it, it just like my computer just freaks out. It'll just like shut off. Or like so, sometimes I have sessions that are so like CPU extensive that like, Sorry, I'll what's play. CPU? Computer. Computer. computer it, it's like your unit. computer, like processing power. Okay, yeah. So like I'll hit, I I'll that. hit, it's, I use logic. I was so actually hit, just going to ask you that. Yeah. This is GarageBand. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. have logic. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, you're making the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll hit the space bar and it'll just be like, Bleh. and it freezes. System yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll like, okay, I'll freeze everything. I get, so like to freeze a whole session of like 150 tracks, it takes like 20 minutes. So what what freezing does is it like it um it basically mutes all of the plugins you have on. So like equalizers, compressors, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, and then it prints it to audio temporarily. So I could go to the grocery store and back in the time it takes to like freeze a session. So that like totally ruins your workflow. Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked, but no, no, I got no, a PC no. so that doesn't happen anymore. I actually basically. like hearing this because we actually, uh, we've had a few DJs and producers on musicians and we never really asked about like their, their setup. There's something like a hair in my mouth. You're good, buddy. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Cause there's a hair in my mouth. No, um, we had, so our first musician was. Yeah. What the, go, go the point, uh, the point I was going to make was like that. We don't often ask them about like, um, like their setup, what they do, and how they produce, and all that, like kind of the inspiration, all that. But I, that's interesting. Like one thing I wanted to ask was, like when I was finishing my career, I started to kind of understand a little bit. I use Logic as well, um, and I like I know how it works. I understand all that. I never produced anything of substance, uh, but I never understood like 150 things. Like how do you how do you keep track of it? Do you have a, like a do you have a method? Is it no, again, no plan and just go chaos? <laughs> it's utter chaos. I don't even know what's happening. So like, you don't sort by like no. drums here or whatever. It's just all over. I I have like a, a loose way I do it. I put vocals on top and then synths and then drums. And that's it. Okay. But even still, it's all like inter- I'm so unorganized. It's like actual chaos. So like I was I, say organized chaos or not chaos. Just chaos, man. There's no organization. I remember I was doing like a track breakdown and I didn't organize it. And I'm like, yeah, I know this session. <laughs> and I was like going through it. And I'm like, oh uh, yeah, and the drums are like uh, uh, here, and then like okay, bring this down here. And I'm like, shit, this sucks. Like, <laughs> so unorganized. It's all right. But I mean, the end product it. is what counts. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so, I knew what I was talking about. It just was like finding everything because it was like an old session. And, yeah. So if, again, if you had another DJ come in coll- or a producer come in and collaborate with you and you said, here, it opened up, they'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Like they wouldn't even want to start. A lot of people are organized. Like I'm actually surprised that a lot of my friends, when I like see their sessions, like, oh, this is like nice. This is good. <laughs> That's how I am as a person. I don't like planning anymore, but I have to be very, I'm like OCD. Oh, yeah, That's my New Year's resolution is to make my project files more organized. Okay. And I've been doing pretty good so far. Okay. I've been color coding and everything. Nice, nice. Yeah. Like I, getting I lo- there, baby steps. We're getting there. <laughs> I, I look around the studio and I see it's kind of messy right now, and I'm just thinking, like, George is. No, this isn't bothering me because, like, like, the stuff that is messy is going out. I know it's yeah, going out, so it's bothering okay. me. Like, we have to come back in here. It's actually very clean now. Right before, right after New Year's, Ricky and I came in, it was like, because we have a bunch of merch and, like, all this stuff. And we have our, like, our area for cast is back there, but. Um, it was a disaster. It was it's a like, I would sit studio. here. I would sit here in a podcast, and I would get distracted talking to people because I would see shit, and I'm like, "Oh, that's gotta move, and that's gotta move." And anyways, enough about that. <laughs> it's not really important. Um, Who's that? So we were uh, we talked about your EP earlier. Do you have any artists on it with you, or is it just all you? Who are some? Of, I guess you have some, must have vocalists. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so I knew I'd hear my I, my my first single coming out is uh, called "Still Call You Mine," and that will probably be out by the time this podcast comes out. Um, but the one after that uh, cool. is with this girl named Kira, and I had a song called Storm with her that like pretty much changed my career. So that song went like number one on US dance radio. 
So this new one is like our follow-up to that. That's and exciting. it's like totally different than anything I've ever made. It's like big time 90s retro, like disco influence. Okay. Sick. It's super dope. I love it. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. And, <laughs> no, and, and I've had this it. like lifelong goal of having a fade out at the end of my track. And I did it like, for the yeah. first time. Okay. So like, okay. So tell doing us, a doing a fade out is like an art form. And it's pretty frowned upon because that so was like what do you mean a fade out just like slowly? so you know like in like old 80s tracks when like they slowly fade out yeah like that's a thing of the past you know it's like quiet and they yeah. just loop the chorus over and over again yeah, yeah. so like it's a pretty taboo thing so i was like okay man i want to do it i love the 80s music like i need a fade out so i just did it and then i sent it to like my anrs and i'm like all right here's a song and they like didn't say anything they're like okay cool i was like no fucking way like no one said anything <laughs> about the fade and then I, I was on a meeting and I'm like, so you guys like didn't care about the fade? And they're like, nah, we love it. I was like, heck yeah. Now, now you got, that's a milestone for you. Yeah, eh? The big fade. <laughs> the big fade. 2021 is about the fade. Yeah. So I love that, that's all I care about. We got a fade. Yeah. That's this, sick. The song coming out when this releases in a couple of weeks. Uh, tell us about that. Still Call You Mine, it's called? Yeah. Still Call You Mine. Um, that was actually like the first song. Um, that I did that kind of like figured out the direction of an EP. So it's, it's kind of interesting when you're like trying to write a new body of work. Cause a lot of DJs, um, don't do like bodies of work. They don't do albums and they don't do EPs. Um, I want to do that. I respect the album. I respect the EP. I really think like a body of work is important. And when I put out something like that, I want it to feel like it was planned. You know, okay. I, I want it to sound like it was meant to be like that not just a collection of singles. So I was like kind of trying to figure out the direction of where I wanted it to be. Um, and then it was like my first Zoom session and I did um, the session with these guys, uh, Wyatt and Rollo, who were two like really, really good writers. Honestly, like super out of my league. I'm, I'm surprised I even got to write with them. Um, and we wrote the song in like an hour. It was so easy. And then like the next oh, day shit. I produced it, it was done, boom. And like now that's the song you hear. It was like the most seamless experience of my life. Unreal. And Usually wow, it's like crazy. sleepless nights of production. I'm like sending it to my team. Like, is this good? Like, no, do we need a bridge? Blah, blah, blah. But like, it was so easy. It must what, be nice though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is like, that's really cool. Cause you said, you know, you respect like the, the body of work of an EP <coughs> or an album and like, which has structure. Cause naturally you can't just, you, house al EDM albums sometimes sound like that, right? It's a bunch of singles mashed up. Yeah. You can't do that in like a rock album. You can't do it. No. It has to have a flow to it. It's got to have a storyline and an yeah. arc to it. That's really interesting because as someone who said, you know, you said you have like, it's all chaos and whatever. Is that like the one thing where you still feel that's the one, I guess, area where you do have structure and you have to, like, you respect the, the art form. Yeah. There, there's something, I mean, I do a lot of songwriting and producing for other people as well. Like I've produced, is that ghost producing? Is that what it's called? Uh, no, I do a lot of like pop music. Okay. So I've, I've worked with like, I produced uh, like, for Tyler Shaw and Rhea May. Um, like I we did had Tyler on a couple months ago. So, well, actually, more than a couple now. Yeah, a long time ago. We weren't even in the studio, so you got him. It's been at least four months since mm -hmm. we had him on. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy, man. Yeah, super nice guy. I did the the like the radio version of To the Men Who Let Her Go. Okay, yeah. very cool. Um, and then I did another Rhea May song called Too Close. Um, but before I was like a DJ, I was doing a bunch of like um, production for other people and songwriting. Um, so I, so now I do sessions and I've kind of like have to decide if it's going to be for me or if it's going to be for something else or like if there's no rules kind of thing. So I kind of just like write songs and then see like if it fits the vibe of what I'm doing currently. But sometimes I'll go into sessions that are like, you know, like, okay, let's write for my project. Like, this is what I'm looking for. You know, this is the vibe. I'll show them what I'm doing and be like, okay, let's do something like that. You know? 
Very well, cool. Isn't that what Frank, I think when we, so we had Frank Walker on a couple months ago as well. And I think he was telling us that he did a song and then his team decided it wasn't really his sound or what he was kind of working on. Then he gave it to Tyler Shaw. This yeah, that is, happens all the time. This is what it feels like or something. No. Yeah, I don't know. But I think so. It's one of them. It yeah. was, it was oh, like that, that song. Yeah, I think Remember. Remember. That was that it. it. Yeah. Dope song, by the way. Yeah. It yeah. Was very catchy Didn't song. Nick work on that too? Possibly. I think Nick and Rika's co-producer. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Eric. Eric. Yeah. You're dope. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. It's interesting you'd like as well that you like to release like EPs and albums because like, it seems like now the EDM world's all about singles, right? Yeah, and I want to get away from that, man. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I just like love bodies of work. I mean, I love just like putting my cans on and just listening to an album like start to finish. Like it's like one of my favorite things to do. Like when a new album comes out from one of my favorite artists, like I'm like chilling, like locked in. Well, you just put the headphones on and listen to start to finish? Yeah. I listen to albums all the time. Really? Yeah. That's like a lost art form. Like that's a lost hobby, I guess. Like, it people is. Because like, people, I feel like back in the day, you would either get a CD or an, a record and you'd put it on and you'd like listen to it. Like yeah. I remember like CDs when I was a kid, not really records. I remember I, used to, I remember which one did I get first when I got my first Walkman. I think Fifty Cent. Oh, with the cassette the, tape or like the disc? No, no, the disc yes. Walkman. I was like, I was like a MP3 player, whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think the first ever was out. You know, actually, what's crazy? Not crazy. It's not really coincidental, but I went on like a exchange trip in grade seven to Nova Scotia. New Brunswick. I love when I hear these new stories that I've never heard. No, I went to PI. I went to PI. I We've went been to for a I've never heard this story. Cavendish. Cavendish, yeah, Cavendish Beach. Yeah, that's when I got my first CD player right before that trip. First CD I ever got, 50 Cent in the club. Hell yeah. Oh, I was just a little chubby. Langsta. Yeah. Langsta was my tune. And I dude. listened to it just on loop. It was another CD I had, a camera, but I remember that's the last one I can pick in my head that I ever listened like an album start to finish, and it was 50 Cent. I don't know how I just remember that story. You, you want to know one about me? I remember it was my birthday or something, and my mom took me to HMV in Yorkdale, and I was allowed to buy one CD. And it was between Mary J. Blige. She had that big, she had that banger that just came out on the radio. Um, oh, I know you're talking let's about. Let's get it's it. Cr- uh, dun, uh, dun, uh, yeah, I don't know the name of the song. Whatever. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, that, that's dun, the one. Dun, 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 yeah. It was that or Jay-Z Blueprint. Oh, Blueprint all the way. So I was like. <laughs> you didn't get No, I was like, Mary I got to go Blueprint because like, you know, that's the cool album. Blah, it was Jay-Z. Blah, and I remember my mom was like, get what makes you, the, get get which one you like this, the one song the most. And I was like, oh, this Mary J. Blige song is huge. <laughs> I think I listened to that one song a million times and that's, everybody makes fun of me because I listen to the same song just on repeat. Yeah, my playlist is four to five songs at a time. <laughs> and then I'm on to the next four to five songs. And right. That's it. So I remember listening to that song actually a hundred times and then I got sick of that one song. And I'm like, shit, shit about Jay-Z. And I remember complaining to my mom when I was like, whatever, 13 or something. Yeah. It's interesting that you still listen, like you do that. You put like your headphones on, and listen to, like an album. Oh, I love it. I, that's I'm all about that experience. It's a, it's a lost art. I, I think people's attention span is like just too short now, and there's like just too much information happening. But like, I don't know. I feel like the only way to like tune out of like reality is just like fuck off for a second and just like listen to some music. You know, so that, you just sit there, like just sit, just and listen, literally just sit there. Yeah, good for you. I love it. Shit, especially because you're in your zoomer and you have that attention span. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. Do you know what I love about record players too? And this is the only time I listen to an album start to finish is on a record player. Sometimes it's if I actually try, like, like sometimes I'll get to my condo and if I'm just hanging out, I'll just throw on the record player because if I listen to music on my phone or on Bluetooth, 
I find myself changing songs consistently. Exactly. That's but the problem. With my records, I only have albums that I fully love. You gotta so get up like, and like change the needle. Yeah. Like, I, have, yeah. <laughs> I have a Rufus album. I have a JT album. I have a J. Cole album. Rufus uh, the Jay-Z. Soul? Yeah. yeah oh, fucking crazy so good. good dude. So I have Rufus, Jay-Z, J. Cole, Justin Timberlake. Which J. Cole Mumford. do you have? Um, Four Soul Drive. That's the best one. Yeah. I was gonna say that's the only that's the last album that I've ever when I got it, I have the record as well. Start to finish multiple times. I think you told Becca to buy that for me or something. I also want to buy you shoes that you've really never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Remember? But anyways, it's relevant. But, but hold on, wait. On, ahead, on the ahead, record thing, that's my thing. If I want to listen to music and actually listen to music, I'll throw on the record player. Because yeah. if you're on your phone, I find myself that I pick up my phone all the time that you I'll end up, oh, it. I don't love this song. Let me change it. Yeah, yeah. But if it's on the record, I'm not going to pick up the needle and try and guess where the next song starts. You just go, okay, yeah, it'll be done in three minutes. I'll just listen to it. Yeah. Do you have a record player? I used to. I don't anymore. But I, I literally just ordered one like two days ago, so it should be coming like okay. next week. So what's the first? What's the first record you're gonna get when you get the? record? I have player? one record waiting. It's like uh, Daft Punk two. Ooh, yeah, wow. that's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's like still sealed. Like I'm just waiting for this record player to get in to crank it. Because I used to have a record collection, and I just didn't bring it with me. Because like obviously, it's so hard to carry records. His parents have a crazy record collection. It's not that much. It's a lot of old Greek music. Man, I was the goal. Look at my. Some, they had some, some good 80s, 70s, 80s. No, but they even had some good 90s and two, early 2000s. Those out. are probably ours, my and Yanni's. Yeah, because you guys had some stuff. good ones. We were at his house maybe a month ago now, and I was in the basement. And I saw these albums. I'm like, holy, are these records? I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Yeah, some good Motown. I had. Don't, I used to have in my condo, but it anyways, didn't work. But that's not the point. Um. I was gonna ask, what's your like of recent uh, albums that have come out? Or yeah, not records, albums. Uh, any genre? Is there one that's like really resonated with you recently? There is okay. There, first of all, I think Lady one of, or uh, Lady Gaga's new one is probably one of her best albums because it's so interesting and just like cultured as fuck. Like I think it's Lady Gaga's a genius, man. Like a lot For of sure. people like don't like understand what she's doing, but like I think. It's it's like a dance album, but it's like also like very like smart pop music. Yeah, I, I think her album was amazing. I also just like started listening to this album on repeat like two days ago. This guy Mako, um, it's like the coolest new album I've heard in a while. Very interesting, like chord and like like chord progressions, like melodic content. Um, it's like drum and bass, but also like like pop music, and I don't know. It reminds me a lot of like old Pendulum, and I was a big fan of Pendulum growing up. So anything that gives me like Rob Swire vibes, I'm like into. And yeah, like his new album was fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I've been listening to it on repeat. I've never heard of them. But when you said Pendulum, you know what it reminded me of? You know a song? The Island. Yeah. The Island. Oh. Is it yeah, Angelo? the Angelo remix? So good. <sighs> that was like, yeah, that's, I. you know what? I have not heard, I have a playlist that I use, like, like it's my like running playlist or workout. 2020. Whatever. It's No, that's the new vibe. That's stuff you don't like. That's cool stuff. You don't like cool stuff. Um, it's my old stuff. I can grow so axwell. Like all yeah. the old big group stuff, like uh, Sudo's Mafia. Kind of that song, The Island, when I used to DJ, I used to play it all the time, and I have not listened to it in I don't know how long. I'm going to play it on the way home. It still bumps. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sick. Now when I connect to my car, my iPhone just goes on shuffle automatically, so I get these that random old school good. bangers. Oh, he You know a funny it. story? You know what song I actually have to Google probably every year? Um, oh. No, I know what it's called. Uh, Auto knows million voices. Oh, so and I good. just Google a a a a a You don't know the word. It's like a goosebump now, generator. Now I remember it now, but probably for the last five years, once a year I would Google it. A a a. Did you know lyrics? I don't know if I ever said this. I don't know. I'm like I can't. Actually, I can. 
uh, Sweeter Sauce Mafia was, was supposed to be doing another tour this past summer. Why is it that uh, you don't know if you're allowed to say this I don't know. Uh, someone told me, whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. But yeah, I heard uh, a, a bird told me that uh, <laughs> Sweet House Mafia was going to come back to when it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And they were going to have a show in Toronto. Well, I mean, they had that like Miami reunion. They did. So that was, I think was, that, was hype. that was the setup for, I think, the, the yeah. one. I was there. I was... You were there? Yeah, it was sick. Was okay. it during Miami? It was dope. Was it my, during that? Uh, yeah. No, this was you know Miami. This? Uh, I was at the one at Yo, yeah. Back, yeah, yeah I was too. Like yeah. Sold out. One last tour? You didn't know about this? Wait, wait, wait. This was years ago, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. No, seven years ago. I was still dating Amanda. I said eight. You said no, seven. Said it's five, the same. No? I said eight. Oh, I thought it's the same five. number. I probably wasn't even able to go. I think no. it was all ages. Was it all ages? Yeah, it was. Because my cousin, my cousin, oh no, George is older. Than, George is George is 93. Shout out to George. Um, actually, he'll listen. Shout out to George. Um, he'll listen like three months from now. <laughs> yeah, he's behind. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They played one last tour. I can remember, like, yeah, that was crazy. And we all went to Gaza. I still, I'm still of the belief that that was a pure marketing play. It wasn't that they were like hate each other. They just realized that their careers pinnacled, so they were gonna cash out on everything, do one tour, make all the money they can, go off to their own careers for five years, whatever, seven years, and then just <coughs> come back to her again. I think it was Steve Angelo though. He was the one who didn't want to do it. You think so? Yeah, that's why they did Axwell and Grosso. It, yeah, no, Steve, we, like he did. We saw them. We, we saw, saw them in the first Ushuaia? year. Ushuaia Biza. Ibiza? Oh. They're so good. I saw them in Miami, Bro, too. Nuts, They're, nuts. They are together. They are. Their sets are like masterpieces. Uh, uh, yeah, agreed. Like, I, I was like, I went to Miami for the first time probably like three years ago. And I, this is when I was like, just like, I, w- I was a producer first. You know, like, I was never like a DJ. And I've only, I had to learn DJ basically. So I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So when I went to Miami, I was like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I've learned now. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, thank you though. I'm terrible. Um, so I went to Miami and I'm like, I'm like studying what they're doing. You know, I'm like really trying to learn also like partying, but like, you know, I'm, I'm there to like learn. That was like, that, that was, was a goal. good transition. Okay. Good. Yeah. Or like, like, why is their set so good? Anyways, like their set stood out to me the most. I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's perfect. It's really good. Like the, like the peaks and the valleys and there was these moments and like, I was just like, damn dude, like that's a set. Do you notice that when DJs, some DJs that you look at them are like, those guys are having fun. Yeah. And it just makes it so much more enjoyable. Whereas when you look at sometimes Steve Angel and there's always that one video that plays where it's a pre-recorded finale of a set. So the last like 15 minutes, you see he basically doesn't even do anything. Yeah. Really? And he got, so Steve Angel, there was this video that came out from Ultra. So with the pyro and, and everything, the last 10 minutes has got to be planned. It's pre-planned completely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last 10 I to mean, 15 I, minutes. I, was, I would argue a lot, when you're that big, a lot of your set is just like. Yeah, it's your you're, you're still playing. It's all playing. planned. This is yeah. what, sorry, not to coach you, this is what I never understand. I mean, I understand it because I've DJed, but I don't understand it because like, it's interesting how much of a show DJs will still put on when it's like when you're that like when you're actually yeah, so you're not doing a whole lot up there. No. You're, you're you're more curating the like the, curating the set. Yeah, yeah. But then they're still like really getting into it, and it's like very. Well, they're still animated. doing transitions. They're using effects, but like yeah, like to be honest, like when you're doing a production like that, it's all planned. Like yeah. all of your like you you're having like a team of people of doing lighting and your yeah. VJs. Like it has to be planned. Yeah, you can just do it's that on the. It's yeah. like it's like if you saw like Lady Gaga for example. Like it has all, to be choreographed. It's, it's, exactly. Yeah. And like to make it to make something like that on such a grand scale run smoothly, you know, you have it, to it, plan it. It's all yeah. rehearsed and everything. But so, that's what makes it a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and back to the point with so with Steve Angel, there's that one video where it's like it just. It's probably got 15 minutes. It was fast time. It's the overhead straight yeah, down. Yeah, you know exactly what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, right? Talking about and everyone was chirping on blah blah blah. And he came out. He's like, guys, like this is one of the biggest shows in the world, and you can't you can't live 
do it, right? You have to have a pre-record. But I remember we saw Axwell and Grosso at Ushuaia. And again, first time ever in a Yeah, I know it's, again, I know most of it's probably pre-recorded and pre-planned. But to us, it looked like they were just winging it and having the time left. And again, I know it's not. But when you're there and you had a couple pops, you're like, these guys are just in the moment having the best time ever. And I felt it. You Ushuaia is a fucking And it's outdoor venue. and the planes are flying been, over man. and the fireworks and the lights and the this and the that. One of my favorite pictures I've ever had, a lot of photos on my phone, one of my favorite ones from a party is Ushuaia. It's like dark, the stage lit up and you see planes just flying yeah. over at sunset. That's a good one. I think I've copied that It's one, one of the best like, I mean, I've been fortunate to, to go to a lot of sick venues and festivals and all this stuff through my life. Not even like, as after DJing, like just to be as a fan. Ushuaia is one of the it's expensive. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle. It's of- like it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have outside to do it. in like in the aisle in Ibiza and like the sets are going. We saw Kygo there. Everyone's there. When you're Kygo. when you're yeah. when you're in Ibiza, like everyone's there. Like it's hard to have a bad time there. Do you know what we've seen there? Okay, so we saw Axel and Grosso, Calvin Harris, Kygo, Fisher, which we didn't even know was Fisher. Getta. We knew it was him. We saw Getta. Getta. Fisher, we saw it was like this. Pot. We went, we've been tw- we've been twice, right? You've been more. I've been twice. Uh, yeah. Fisher, I didn't, yeah. he was like, losing it just came out. I didn't really know he's Australian. No, we've whatever. been three times. And I remember he came and played, and I was like, oh, he just has one song. And he played, I was like, this guy's fucking incredible. Now, through, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, he's like, he's the insane. Funniest guy I think I've ever he's seen. He's an insane person. Yeah. I love him. But it, yeah. it's my shout out to our buddy Mike Dirks. Like, he's saying, he's like, I actually don't like, I like his music, don't love it, but I love it more as a result of the kind of person he is. Oh, yeah. He's he is hilarious. Party. He is the funniest yeah. person ever. He yeah. just doesn't His accent give, uh, too. He has no filter. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Anyways, we kind of jumped around there, but yeah. Oh, here it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to the washroom. Where do I? Yeah, yeah go uh, out the hall. Actually, okay. I gotta, yeah, out the hall to the left. But George, actually, you know what, George, I'll ask you. What's the favorite DJ set party you've ever been to? Axel and Grosso. Ushuaia. No question. That's the number one. Because Axel and Grosso, growing up, uh, growing up. We're growing up through like DJing uh, Swedish House Mafia. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Swedish House Mafia and Alesso were my two favorites. Even Avicii I liked, but I didn't love his music. Like I liked it a lot. But Alesso's early stuff was was a, was bang. All yeah. of it slapped. Uh, and Ax- and Swedish House Mafia. So Axel and Grosso Ushuaia the first time was sick. Oh, no, wait. Okay. Cascade at Coachella. You didn't know. That's not what you thought I was going to say. No, no. I didn't. I was not expecting that, but Cascade at Coachella. Cascade at Coachella 2015. Yeah, first was, year. Was, was it a was a broke the record. Yeah, it was amazing. Were you there? I was there. Last year, Miller was there. And Drake headlined too? No, that was after. Cascade probably played a couple times. 2015 was when Cascade was our year. Cascade. It may have been the same year. Cascade broke the record for like biggest crowd at an EDM concert. It was like, we see the picture of it. The, look it up, the aerial view. It's like a sea of people. And then boom, we show that picture right here. Nah. Okay, I'll do that. Um, what's have your, you did Toshiega? We did, uh, no, but we went to, what's it called? Uh, Ilsanik. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what my favorite DJ set is ever. Like something I do, Shuaia, no questions asked. Like, yeah, probably Kygo, just because, like, I love Kygo. That's probably a big <laughs> one. It's just an easy one. Do you know what one that always stands out, though? Sunner, James, and Ryan Marciano. Yeah, that was a Like, lighter. that's, in my opinion, because I was expecting nothing, and it just rocked my world. That was a good one. And that night was just a fun night. Like, the whole story of that night. I kind of remember, like, a little bit of it, surprisingly. You know, like, we, like, 
We were there, partied, and it was Thanksgiving Friday, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday before Thanksgiving, and everyone went home, and it was just me and you. Yeah, like, let's have a night. Oh, we had a night. That was a night. Shout out to Oliver yeah, Shanks. Think, shout out to Oliver. And that was one of the, that was a good set. I don't know, like, it's hard to remember a lot. Like, I've seen, I mean, I saw just Axwell play once. He's sick. Didn't Grosso play on his own in London once? Yeah, that one sucked. It, was that? I was so disappointed. Like we played in Grosso, played like a warehouse party almost in London. Yeah. It was almost like a block party type yeah. vibe, and I opened for him. I played, but I think I actually think Joe, uh, Joe, keep the pace. Played. Shout out to the loud luxury boys. Uh, I think he played, but after me, right before in Grosso, and I was in the green room in the back, and like I, I'm huge in Grosso fan. I thought he was. Oh, Axel's my favorite than him then in Jello. And I was like, wanted to like say hi to him, and I t- it was kind of like in you know, a weird like I it just seemed like he wasn't like didn't want to talk to people. So I was like, I went up, I was like, hey, like Seb, like big fan, whatever. He's like, oh, cool. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, nice to meet you. And I just walked away. I go after myself. But I was like, you know, it's I get it. They must get bombarded with it, but like, it comes to the territory. But anyways, that show was disappointing. Sebastian and Gross, <laughs> all things considered, that show in London was not fun. He like played forty five minutes and left. I hate that. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Joe from uh, Luxury, yeah, um, I played a show with them in Newfoundland. Oddly enough, in Newfoundland, so, we got screeched in. Do you guys you, ever hear that? No. What screeched in? Oh, I guess in? people don't know about that here. Tell okay. us, screeched hey, in. Yeah. Okay. So there's this like Newfoundland tradition where they like they sing this like sea shanty basically, and everyone like kisses a cod. I did not know this. And then you get like screeched in, and you take a shot of like fish liquor. I didn't you, know. This. Wait, <laughs> it, but in the venue they did this? No, no, no. This oh, is at, it's not like yeah, it's out of. And the guy like this like sailor guy comes out in like a full like yellow <laughs> trench coat, and they like. It's this whole fucking thing. Come so on. I just saw this sea shanty song on Instagram the other day. Yeah, the, I, like the EDM remix. Well, I was Googling. I'm like, what is it? Because I saw it like five times. And I saw this video of this, like these two guys in the car singing it and whatever. And I Googled it. I was like, what is this? I have no, absolutely zero clue in the world as to what this is. So I Googled it. It took me back to like some original guys on TikTok and this and that. And I read the story behind it that it's like a Newfie or an East Coast Canada song. Oh, was it Bear Privateer? I can't remember, but I know the song. Yeah, Sherbrooke now. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I ended up Googling it, and it took me back to the original, which is quite funny. So I wonder if it was the Barrett's Privateer, because that's like a classic on the East Coast. So we ended up, me and Georgie went to school with Joe. We went to Western. We're we're a little bit older than Andrew. Andrew's around your age. So, but Joe, so I used to throw parties again, and George was my DJ, and George Joe was one of my like other DJs. So me and Joe go way back and we kind of reconnected in Miami a couple of years ago because Adrian Simon, one of their managers, is like a good, good friend of mine. So I was like, hey, Adrian, like I'm in Miami. Like you guys are playing at Live, ironically, the same night. So I texted him. He's like, yeah, come meet me here for dinner, blah, blah, blah. We'll go out. We'll have a time. So we went for dinner. Then we went to Live and Live was wild. And this is like when Body is the biggest song yeah. in the EDM world at the time. So we end up going to live after live 11 and you know how that goes. But yeah, yeah since then <laughs> I've seen them. We actually did. So that was some, let's say, let's say February, 2019 or something. Yeah. We did. Uh, so they play Veld every year. We saw them at Veld. Then me and Georgie, we were in Ibiza for my birthday last, um, not 2020, 2019. And they're playing in Copenhagen. So they call me for my birthday. Like Rick, happy birthday. But I was like, sick. like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Ibiza. Where are you guys? Like, Copenhagen. And Joe's like, you won't come to Copenhagen. I'm like, no, I'm not coming to Copenhagen. We're going to Barcelona next. Long story short, me, Georgie, and one of our other buddies, I'm flying to Copenhagen for <laughs> legit 18 hours. They played this like music radio festival. And then they played this like little underground party after we had a wild time, but that was a blast. In Copenhagen, that, eh? in Copenhagen, we, we were there for, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. We were there for 18 hours. I don't even think 18, probably like 16 hours. Wow. 
So you like enough time to like get like get to the airport. It was enough time. We got in, got to the hotel, checked in, showered. Literally didn't even nap. Went, went straight to, the club. to this. Re- no, it's because it was at uh, Tivoli Gardens, which is an amusement park, one of the oh, oldest okay. amusement parks in the world. I think the oldest in the world. I the think. oldest in the world. <clears throat> so we went there, and they were, he, they're like, "Oh, we're playing this little radio show." Well, it turns out this little radio show is like a twenty-five, thirty thousand person like radio show. Oh, like it's like a big. Yeah, it's a radio yeah, festival. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a wild time. But Georgie, now that you're back, I think this is the part where we usually start to wrap it up, unless you got anything else. Let me think. How long has it been? We're about Almost 80. Well, now yeah. 20, 80 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then Damn, the, that went by quick. Average. Yeah. It, it goes, does flies go by. by. Hey, it goes by quick when you're having fun. <laughs> um, so this is the part where we usually start to wrap it up. And Ryan, or Fambo, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and sharing a different side of your life that people don't, don't always know. Uh, we've got two questions we always ask every single guest. Okay. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any given time. Oh, Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, like, if I was doing some kind of like action movie, it would be like definitely Tom Cruise, or like, <laughs> like Keanu Reeves. We Keanu were Reeves, just talking about we Keanu Reeves. Talking about Actually, I, I just shot a music video that was based off of like John Wick. Ah, oh, come it's, on! It's like an action music video. Is this is for the song, like the one coming. For still call you mine. Yeah, it's insane. No one's gonna expect it, but like, Love yeah, it. we're gonna so put, we're gonna go sh- Keanu Reeves. Is it? It releases good. the same day. Like it'll be. Out. No, it comes out like two weeks after. Okay. Or a week after when it's okay, out, so we'll, we'll hit it. We up. just yeah, shot we'll, it. It was insane. I kicked a guy through a wall. Like, come on, stunt double. Oh shit! Sick. You shoot in like Toronto? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> that's yeah. honestly so you need cool. extras for your next music video give me george uh, hell yeah 100 100 <laughs> love it love it um the last question second question last question if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self what would it be uh just don't sweat the small things i used to get so like in my head about the music industry which is like such a toxic cesspool of an industry it's like man just like chill just like go with it yeah, you know yeah. you can't change anything about the industry so just like ride with it it's good advice I like that yeah, music industry sucks, but I mean, like, <laughs> like the, the perks of it are great. Like, it's a great industry, but, like, man, there's a lot of, like, bad in it. A lot of, like, hard, bureaucracy. Hard and, yeah. And I think you feel like you got like you should be up here and you're making these songs and it's like there's a whole game it's and thing and everything. Yes, yeah. Bunch of shit. Just, like, just don't sweat the small things. I, I love I like it. That. Yeah. I like that. Well, you know, like, honestly, man, it's been a lot of fun. Like, it's been a, a really cool episode, especially seeing the other side and finding out more. Like, you know, obviously the career everyone wants to know about, but we like to talk about, like we said, like what, what people don't know about them to show kind of like the... Wow, the human side and the side of like people that wouldn't see yeah, the um, real part to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like obviously, you're, you know, you're. I don't want to say early on your career, but obviously your career is on the on the uprise in the early part. So you know, we can't wait to see where it goes. And I mean, you know, you're always welcome back. Yeah, um, thank you. Obviously, man. like once things go back to kind of normal, and you have some. I know you're gonna have. Well, we know you're gonna have some yeah. exciting stuff to announce and all that stuff. So, we'd love if you ever want to do a live set in here, I would love to. We'll, we'll yeah. do a live set. We'll maybe. jam. Yeah, shout, out we'll Shep. Shout, shout out to Shep. Shout out to Shep. Shep. <laughs> I, did you see we did a live Hello Sunday f- set here, which was super fun. That day Crazy. was a, really a lot of fun. Also, on that note, Ryan has to be the nicest guy to ever come in the studio because he was about to hit a drop and he was going to, he got on the couch. He took his shoes off to get on the couch. Have you ever seen, like, I, wow, I, I that's saw like, that's that. Canadian shit, dude. I saw that. I was well, like, I this guy, his DJing. So when you're like, you're like a rock doing star, his he undid his vans and got up, then got yeah. back down, put him back on. I was like, dude, you could have just We need to on. make a reel of that. We need to make a reel of that, like Canadian DJs right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's um, funny. <laughs> Brian, Famba, sorry. If people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, new releases, where can they go? 
Uh, at Famba Music on everything. Beauty. And yep. we'll, we'll plug it in the in the comments. In the and room. at Famba Music on cast. Or Famba. <laughs> or Famba. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to snipe that. Yeah, right, you so got we it. Like it. We you like it. it. This if has been a blast. Yeah, if you made it this far, don't forget to subscribe, follow Ryan, Famba. Man, how many times are you going to mess that up? <laughs> uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's my name. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> just if, you always it, gets yeah, it. if you made it to the end, we appreciate <laughs> too you. Many, love too you many uh, Cottage Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up. If you made it to the end, first person hit us up. We'll get a sweater and a shout out. Follow Maybe even Ryan Famba will follow you. And that's Boy, it. You guys are that's you guys it. joking that on purpose. Signing off, pals. <laughs> Cheers. See ya. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright. <laughs>